Hi, I'm Jan. And I'm Lynn. Lamplighters is a Bible study that focuses on what God's Word means to each of us. We're taking a break from our formal study, but we don't want to take a break from noticing how alive and active God's Word is in each of our lives. So with that in mind, we are going to do something a little different each week during the summer. We've invited some friends to come and share their favorite scriptures with us and tell us why those verses are particular favorites. In other words, how they have experienced God's Word coming alive to them personally. We hope that this will be an encouragement to each of you to see ways that God is moving in your own life, too. Our guest today is Julie Bowe, and she is going to tell us about Isaiah 40, verse 31. Go, Julie. Well, as Jan says, that is one of my favorite verses, and I'm sure you all know it. Uh, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. In the past, I have often used my Italian Bible to read God's word. Now, this, Show off. What? <laughs> Show off. Yeah. This is not some lofty thing, believe me, like the original Greek or Hebrew. It's just a really practical way to do two things at once. I can read the word and I can practice my foreign language at the same time. Mm. But there's really a greater advantage to translating a very familiar scripture from one language to another. And that's that it provides some really interesting insights into the meaning of the different words, offering some greater reflection. And Isaiah 40:31 is a lovely example of this. When I translate it literally from Italian to English, it holds some really surprising nuances. For example, in the first line in English, It says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Translated from my Italian version, I would render it, but those who hope in the Lord will reacquire strength. In most Italian translations, they don't use the verb aspettare, meaning to wait. They usually use the word sparare, meaning to hope. Now, you might think that hope and wait are completely different, but they are surprisingly interrelated. Because of our relationship with Christ, we wait in hope, not fear or despair. And because of our hope, we have the patience for God's timing in our lives, knowing there is benefit. So, moving on, They will put on the wings and fly like eagles. Now, in either language, you can just visualize that eagle flying on a thermal, riding up higher and higher, soaring with great ease on that updraft. And then in the second half of the verse, the Italian uses a couple of verbs in the reflexive form. Now, this might sound a little technical, but bear with me. Put very simply, reflexive means that the object reflects back onto the subject. For example, lavare means to wash, but lavarsi means to wash oneself. But more important to remember is that reflexive verbs change their meaning or their nuance or their connotation a bit. So, for example, Chiamare, to call, 
in uh, when in the reflexive kiamarse means to be named literally to call oneself but to mm. be named or domandare to ask domandarse means to wonder to ask oneself so we're in english we would say they will run and not be weary in italian it would translate they would run without becoming breathless but because italian uses a reflexive verb for breathless the connotation is they would run without wasting their breath over. They would run without grumbling about or without worrying about. Oh dear, I've never run without grumbling. (laughs) Amen. So in the last line, they say, uh, in English, we would say, they will walk and not faint. In Italian, it's, they would walk without tire. And then because tire is also a reflexive verb, its meaning would be, they would walk without getting fed up with or without becoming tired of. So if we put it together, it would translate something like this. But those who hope in the Lord will acquire new strength. They will soar on the wings of eagles. They will run without wasting their breath. They will walk without getting fed up. Okay. So why is this my favorite verse? That's what we want to know. It's beautiful, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. I first learned this verse as a chorus in church camp years ago. And I I think the first thing I loved about it was the imagery of soaring like an eagle. Of course, I would rather soar than slog on the ground. (laughs) But the chorus ends, teach me, Lord, teach me, Lord, to wait. And frankly, that puzzled me. Why would God want to teach me to wait? Waiting always seems like such a waste of time. Well, as my life has progressed, I've had to wait on God a lot of times. And one of the most annoying was when my foot was in a cast and it was non-weight-bearing for almost three months. I was getting around on a knee scooter Other people had to drive me everywhere I went, and going to the bathroom in the middle of the night was a major ordeal. So this verse has taught me that waiting or putting my hope in God's perfect timing is not a waste of time. When I'm impatient, grumbling, tired of suffering in my current circumstances, the Holy Spirit gives me new strength and better yet, a new perspective to see that waiting has benefit. It's not a waste of time when God is in control. I may not see the benefit until I get to heaven, but it's there. Well, um, I don't like waiting either. Mm. Um, I'm not sure anyone just loves waiting, but... um, that image of soaring like an eagle and waiting comes together for me in thinking about when I was uh, expecting my first child. I had to wait. Mm-hmm. And then when he was born, I felt like I was soaring like an eagle. And all of that was a gift from God. So waiting in some respects is waiting for God's plan that will bear fruit eventually. I love I love that image, Julie. It's one of my favorite verses, actually. So two things I want to say. The first one is, yes, waiting is 
almost, I would say, countercultural right now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, it is, you know, no one is encouraged to wait. Everyone's encouraged to get out there and do something, make something happen. So that that's a really, a really good word. And also, I just love, even though I am not, I speak English, and that's, <laughs> that's what I speak. Um, I love that you showed that there are nuances um, to pay attention to in Scripture. And the way I do that, since I'm not reading in different languages, is I look at different versions of Scripture. And that can be very helpful, too. So thank you for the little poke to remember to do that, because sometimes when we're reading Scripture, it can be a little bit puzzling. And so it's good to have that, um, you know, those other options to look at and, and hopefully clarify. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Julie, thank you for coming. Thank you. Until next time. 